Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had to go about it, write it out and find it myself And there's some stories I can tell you I had to fail, had to fall just for what I did well And there's some stories I can tell you This is the final word, Australia-South Africa Women's Test Daily from Perth, day three And the final day, Jeff Lemon and Barrett Sundarason with you The show brought to you by CBUS Super, CBUS Super.com.au Barrett, do the thing that we do and tell me about the day in the space of 30 seconds Before I even get started, I was surprised that I'll have enough to fill up 30 seconds with just the way South Africa batted in the first innings. But they were a lot more impressive in the second innings. And after that collapse the previous night, Delmi Tucker and Tasman Bridge batted for a while. They batted long enough to get the Australian bowlers into their second spells. Tucker made 64, then Chloe Tryon came on and made 64. Ash Gardner broke uh, the brack of the South Africans, two back-to-back wickets. And then the second new ball, Darcy Brown wicket. Annabel Sutherland, of course, finishing the game off before Alana King gets a wicket for herself and Australia win by a significant margin and you're going to tell me what that margin is I can tell you what that margin is actually (laughs) it was an innings and 284 runs which is the second biggest margin ever in women's test cricket Um, the only bigger one was when England dominated New Zealand in Christchurch in 1935 which was the fourth ever women's test so it's there have been a hundred and I'm going to say 148, I reckon, women's tests thus far, where we will tick over the 150 soon. Mm. Um, so out of those 150, 148, um, that's the second biggest margin. So it was a, a thumping, but it was mm-hmm. all about South Africa finding something in the contest because they were never going to be in the game. Look, I mean, you think about the position they were in. They were three down for 67 when they resumed, which meant they were 432 runs short mm. of even making Australia bat again. Um They were never going to do that. They were never going to take a lead, let alone have any hope of of trying to win the game. But really, it was just about how long they could bat, if they could summon a better showing after being bowled out so cheaply Mm. in the first innings, um, whether they could maybe drag it into the fourth day, annoy the Australians. So I think that was their aim when they showed up, was was first and foremost, was to try to get through the day, which they didn't quite do, but they did take it deep um, and went into that third session. So, yeah, uh, Tasman Brits and, and Delmi Tucker batting through a about 20 overs the previous evening and then 20 overs mm. in the morning session. So they got pretty close to lunch by the time Brits was out. And she was very much grinding. 31 from 127 balls. Um, low catch at slip by Phoebe Litchfield off Elise Perry. The um, umpire on review found the fingers under the ball and um, d- decided that was out. 
Um, but then Tucker kept going into the the second session, Barrett. So let's talk Delmi Tucker a little bit uh, at first. I, I first saw her playing live in the during the Commonwealth Games. She mm. played one game, one of the matches in that pool stage. She debuted on that England Island tour in 2022 for South Africa. She's an off spinning all rounder. She's that. She's one of those kind of those relatively modest spinning all rounders mm. who's who who can do a job. At, at either discipline, but doesn't seem to have the star power in either um, to to be a dominant player. But she's a player who was who was willing to dig in and, and do some difficult work during this test match. So and, and, you know, she's she's probably not in this team. Well, she wouldn't have been in this test team if Marizan Cap had been exactly, fit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, she's she's probably struggling to get into the team if and when Dano Farnico comes back as a, another spinning all rounder in that top six and she made a golden duck in the first innings here um, and so I thought it was very creditable that she worked away into the game with the ball got the wicket of Healy bowled pretty nicely I thought um, and then took her chance with a, a test match 50 of that opportunity that she had um, not entirely convincing at times there were hmm. there were a few dicey shots that were played and, and a couple of balls lobbing into space and that sort of thing but she batted for four hours when her team needed somebody to do that I thought played the pull shot well um, faced 181 balls and at least puts her name in the hat for next time they play a test match to say that um, that, that she's got some of the temperament needed to bat long yeah how do you leave her out I mean in a a collective performance, which was overall so disappointing. She really put her hand up. Uh, and you're right, in the first innings, her dismissal really epitomized um, how out of depth the South African team seemed to be uh, at the mm. test level. I mean, you can't blame them. They don't play, uh, not not just enough test cricket, they barely play any test cricket. So uh, just, a, just mm. her dismissal, it was a decent delivery, just a full ball, and she played all around it, uh, and she got bowled. And she could see she was clueless. She was hapless in terms of, uh, getting her head around how she had just been dismissed. Uh, and she started off, she does have an mm. interesting technique. A bat comes from uh, a weird angle that the feet don't move too much. Uh, but we've yep. seen over the years, you don't need a lot of uh, footwork. You can bring your bat in from whichever angle till the time you have a great eye and you know how to hit a cricket ball. And I think through that inning, she showed us that uh, there were times when you felt like, ooh, the ball's just sneaking through, but it didn't. Her bat came down at the right right, uh, right moment. And I thought yep. she grew into his her innings, batted really well. Uh, I thought she could have been used a lot more with the ball than she was, uh, uh, not just because she got Alisa Healy out. She felt like just her slow... Uh, uh, lobbing style uh, off-spin action could have created some some issues for the Aussies, but that wasn't to be. But yeah, mm. I mean, for someone who comes into the side, uh, like we saw with them, with some of the West Indian players during the Test series, or even the South African men's players in New Zealand, uh, all you can do is grab and grab that opportunity and make sure that the next time. Uh, selection uh, meeting happens your name is in the mix mm. and Delmi Tucker's name will, will be in the mix it has to be in the mix yeah um, which which it may come up sooner than we might think I, I'll come back to that for the Hall of Fame I think mm. um, Chloe Tryon her innings so they, they made the same score 64 um, batted together Tucker and Tryon for 24 overs um, Actually, a fascinating innings watching Chloe try and bat. I was I was intrigued by it because we know her as I mean she's probably the biggest six hitter like in terms of the length of the sixes she hits. She's probably the biggest bomber of the ball in the game, um, and we know her as a, a player who goes over the leg side a lot in limited overs cricket. Um, in this innings, didn't hit a six, did hit fours. Uh, almost all through the offside. So yeah. she hit 10 boundaries, nine of them were through the offside. 
And she played some incredible shots. She was really rifling the ball along the ground through sort of extra cover, through mid-off, um, splitting fielders, hitting those gaps, and and then in between times playing very conservatively. So she faced 122 dot balls out of, uh, what was it, 153 balls faced for the 64 that she made. So, you know, 10 boundaries, and then aside from that, not working the, the ball around a whole lot. Strike rate of 40 was still faster than what the others were doing. Um, but it was it was a very tailored innings to test cricket. And it was interesting. So she said after the after play, her interview was equally interesting. She said basically that she was fighting her instincts the whole time mm-hmm. because she's like, your instinct in white ball cricket is you want to smash the ball. You want to feel the bat on ball as, ideally as hard as possible. You want to be putting power into shots. And the whole way through, she kept having to say, don't do that. Don't, don't play those shots. Um, hold back and play a different style of cricket. And yeah, the fact that she was nailing extra cover drives along the ground instead of nailing balls over deep mid wicket, um, it was it was a, an intelligent innings and and a very adaptable. It showed her ability to adapt. Yeah, and especially considering the fact that she faced a lot of the spin, uh, she faced a lot of Sophie Molyneux. That was a period where um, the Australian seamers were given a break, and and the spinners bowled a lot to her. And that's generally when she's at her most dangerous uh, in white ball cricket. She just mm. uh, clears that front leg and hits a lot of balls, uh, like you said, or square leg or mid wicket. But the fact that she was able to kind of stay very patient because you know how soft Sophie Molyneux bowls. She attacks the stumps a lot. Uh, she defended really mm. well. But as soon as she was given a little bit of width, regardless of whether it was spin or seam, she uh, he played the like you said the square drive really well uh, even she played the square cut really well uh, it was a well grafted innings mm. and uh, like i said if uh, uh, tucker's dismissal in the first innings epitomized how out of depth south africa were uh, i thought tryon's innings in particular told you that if given a chance like you know you in one innings they already she already looked like she'd improved she got she got her head around test cricket because we spoke about her on day one where uh, she wanted to break free but she kept maybe telling herself i need to play like a, a test batter till it was too late and then she got out uh, it was a really well controlled innings and it makes you think right if only they'd put a few more runs or a lot more runs in the first innings. Mm. Uh, even if they hadn't made a match of it, they could have really walked away with uh, a few more credits up their sleeve than what we saw. Yeah, if they batted another session even in that first innings, then they're, they're probably yeah, potentially able to push it into four days and, and at least make more of a contest of it. Um, the Australian spinners were probably grateful that, that there was a bit of a contest because it means that <laughs> at least they got to bowl. So um, King got into her 14th over, Gardner bowled 14, Molyneux bowled 10. So at least they got a, a, a chance after the, the Seamus did all the work in the first innings that wealth of bowling options that this Australian team has. So uh, so Tucker got out. There was Ash Gardner sort of really drove that ball through and, and drew the return chip, caught and bowled, very similar to the way that Tucker got Healy out. So it was interesting that Tucker got out the same way. Yeah. Um, Gardner gets Nadine de Klerk just after that. The ball sliding on, caught it slip for a duck um, and then the keeper Jafta who well, I mean technique wise all over the place yeah. uh, got out exactly the same way as she did in the first innings played around it inside edge back onto the stumps I mean the the, the, the sort of waft of the bat coming down mm. it does not look like a convincing um, batting style particularly for test cricket so you know she was bowled by Darcy Brown um, Tryon's batting with Malaba the left arm spinner 
at the tea break, but then it's over very, very quickly after tea. Um, Annabelle Sutherland, of course, again, um, already has the double ton. She's taken that good slip catch. Um, she's got three for in the first innings. Then she gets a ball to absolutely carve back off the pitch um, and take out Tryon's leg stump, even though she's batting so well um, through a defence. Gets Mlubba caught behind, cutting in the next over, and then King finishes it off um, with the number 11, Ayanda Lubi. Hits one back to the leg spinner. Um, so, yes, an innings in 284. Um, but, you know, I, I suppose you just have to look at the encouragement, like you said, the, the progress that was made even between two innings um, and and then look at the possibility of South Africa improving if they get to play more. I think that's the biggest takeaway from from a game like this. Uh, right, you never expected South Africa to really compete. Like, uh, and, and overall, if you look at this tour, I mean, they won a T20 for the first time, they won a, an ODI for the first time against Australia. Mm. Uh, but the Test cricket was going to be the next step up, and who knows if uh, Marizan Cap was there? Uh, I'm sure they would have competed a lot more because suddenly you have that experience and and the skills and the talent of uh, a world class player, and to get into a big Test match where you have mm. so many inexperienced players and to not have uh, an experienced hand out there uh, I think it was always going to be a tall order but look we all of us expected South Africa to be blown away in the second innings as well and you know the start of their second innings was as uh, poor as the, as the first innings but to see a Tucker who'd had a had it tough in the first innings to see uh, Tryon or and even Tasman Brits fight it out there, grit it out there, face over 100 balls. Uh, they're massive positives, in my opinion, for South Africa moving mm. forward. Uh, and you won't see it now in this game, but you'll see it the next time they play Test cricket against whoever it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was always going to be Australia's way. And uh, uh, you're right. I mean, the Saturday crowd, uh, which... I don't know. They kept showing James Sutherland alone a lot on TV and his wife as Annabelle's dad, of course. But uh, why wouldn't you? I mean, Annabelle was having such a great dream dream match. Uh, but it, I, yeah. I'm sure there were others at the WACA as well, <laughs> apart from uh, the Sutherland family. But uh, I think they made they would have made sure they had some entertainment on, on a Saturday. And uh, mm. yeah, I mean, a three day finish. Uh, uh, I think it's perfect. It sums up where these two teams stand right now in terms of Test cricket. All right, let's go to the final word, Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame, where we pick our most final word moment of the day, brought to you by Cbus Super, cbussuper.com.au. Um, they look after over 900,000 Australians in their retirements and uh, invest a lot of, uh, do a lot of their investment back into the building and construction industries where a lot of their members are drawn from. But you don't have to work in building or construction to be with CBUS. So sort out your super, um, check them out, cbussuper.com.au. Past performance, not a reliable indicator of future performance. Now, Hall of Fame, I think for me, Bharat, it was just how upbeat Chloe Tryon was after the game. Um, she said, that it was really hard work out there, but that they'd actually loved doing it. They loved having the opportunity. And so even when they were having their day in the dirt and being belted around in the field, they were still chuffed to be playing a test match. Um, and also that she said that she has been hassling the executives basically constantly um, about playing more multi-format cricket and about the fact that they need to play multi-format series with other teams mm. aside from the big couple and and at home they want multi-format cricket when teams tour South Africa um, and she spoke about wanting to leave a legacy that the next generation get to play more test cricket I mean she's quite a quietly spoken mm. uh, character she's she's not loud or demonstrative but they, they were really strong words and, and they showed that she 
is a leader off the field as well in that she's she has been making the case herself consistently to the powers that be that this needs to happen um and she sounded upbeat about the likelihood of it so it's promising it's hopeful i think that um that teams touring south africa in the fairly near future might be playing test matches against south africa over there oh that's very good news and one thing we do know about south african cricket is i mean as much as uh, they have been dissed for sending a second, third, fourth string men's test team to New Zealand. Is they are making money <laughs> thanks to the SAT Twenty, so they are no longer in a mm. position where they are financially bankrupt or nearly bankrupt as they were a couple of years ago. So mm. they are. They, I mean, all this money that is coming through from SAT Twenty is not really kept them afloat, but uh, I'm sure it's uh, giving them an option or an opportunity to uh, not just put that money back into men's cricket, but to, into women's cricket as well. And as the South African team has shown in this multi-format series, on their day, they can beat even the mighty Australians, right? They did it across two formats mm. where uh, they come close at times, you know, even in the final World Cup final last year. But this was uh, uh, a great tour. I think they'll go back as uh, having achieved something that no other South African women's team had. So this is mm. the time. The time is ripe for them to, you know, uh, put the money where the mouth is in terms of the South African cricket board or people running the show there uh, and give them uh, yeah. the op- option or opportunity to host more international cricket and multi-format cricket because I think uh, there is some elements to the South African team that I would love to watch uh, in the long form. Uh, oh, and, and anything yeah. else from yes. you for for Hall of Fame? I mean, every time you watch Darcy Brown, I think she is a heavy contributor to the Hall of Fame, isn't she? I mean, I remember twenty twenty one when she made her Test debut against India on the Gold Coast. Uh, uh, some of some of the uh, uh, the people involved with the team around the team telling me that she she comes from Kapunda, right? She's loves playing cricket but there are a lot of ru- intricate rules of cricket that she's really never bothered to f- get her head around why should she like she's not really on top of all the laws of the game and uh, there was this one point where she has the second new ball she's hooping it around to Jafta and she uh, I think this was a try on though she hits her on the pad big appeal nobody else appeals and you could see as she's walking back uh, she goes walks straight to her South Australian captain Talia McGrath and kind of uh, asks her what the why it wasn't out and why it was wrong and you could see Talia McGrath just indicating to her that well if the ball is like going well past next time you can't be given LBW like so and that's Brown almost going, oh, okay, fine, fair enough. Like, because she was so, she couldn't understand why nobody else appealed. It was a big hoping in swinger, which was, uh, which would have hit like the sec, maybe missed even the second, uh, second set of stumps on the onside. But uh, that's just Darcy Brown. She just enjoys being a cricketer mm-hmm. without really always getting her head around all the laws of the game. I'm sure she understands all the basics, mm. but there are some that uh, I think, uh, which kind of makes her even more uh, fun to watch, to be honest. I think there are a lot of bowlers out there who believe that any ball hitting the pad is out, um, no matter what's happening after that. So she's just uh, one of that school, one of the the fast bowling school particularly. All right, that's it for us from the test match between Australia and South Africa at the Wacker. Um, And it was good to see the Wacker get a run again after um, we've been playing the men's tests at Perth Stadium when they've been able to be played over there the last Mm. few years. So... Um, and all that redevelopment work still going on. It'll be pretty exciting to see what um, the Wacker ends up looking like in a year or so once all of that redevelopment is finished. Uh, that's it from us, Jeff Lemon and Bharat Sundaresan. Thanks to CBUS Super for sponsoring the show. If you want to back us in as well, patreon.com slash the final word is where you can join up with our final word community. Uh, a lot of fun happening over on that Discord chat page and all the rest of it. So 
we might see you there. We'll see you next time. Sorry if I ran out to empty wrote this so you know what I meant here. I had to go about it.